Everybody and welcome to episode number fourteen of the Nordcast. I am your co-host Carter here, joined by my American co-host Nordic. Hello, and joined by the person who makes the worst bets in the Nordcast group chat, <laughs> Jack Polkow. How's it going? What up? <laughs> should have known I should not have given him this. Uh, anyways, hey guys, <laughs> what's going on? Episode number fourteen of the Nordcast. It is Monday, January twenty third, two thousand and twenty three. And we got a pretty interesting podcast up ahead. We don't have a lot of, like, actual topics, but we do have some juicy stuff to get into, just like Carter's chicken. Um, <laughs> Carter had chicken. There's no chicken here. I don't know what you're talking about. I ain't got no plate. He had it all before. <laughs> all right. Anyway, Not true. We're going to move straight into our first topic, and our first topic is a banger. It's a team that we've talked about dozens of times this season. Way too many. We're, yeah, way too many times this season. <laughs> It's the Vancouver Canucks, and they have made the first coaching change of the 23 season. They have fired Bruce Boudreaux and have hired Rick Tockett. So, initial thoughts. What do you guys think? Yeah, you said we talked about him a ton, and really all of it's been negative, right? (laughs) I mean, uh, another coaching change. Uh, I don't think the fans liked it. Players definitely didn't like it. So, yeah, just another uh, negative Vancouver Canucks topic for us to talk about. Yeah, I mean, like, this is the eighth staff member that has been fired since 2013 between the coach and the GM. There has been seven coaches that have been fired, and the one GM is Jim Benning. So the fact that they've gone through, and that's not even including the countless assistant coaches, the head scouts, even, like, the presidents that I was looking at. There are so many other players. Or, it was like the eight of like hockey operations. Yeah. Eight hockey operations people have been fired. Yeah. It is absolutely just, it's just ridiculous. Like, and like, the, it's not even like that they fired him. It's the fact, it's the way that they treated him. Like, they let, I mean, like, they, and also I saw this too. They blamed Elliot Friedman for the Bruce Boudreaux thing getting yeah, out. Yeah, so I saw fast. that. That's ridiculous. How can you blame an insider for that? You can't, you can't, you blame the someone who, you blame the people who make it reportable, not the reporter. Like, yeah, exactly. And like, the fact is, and this is something else I saw with the Rick Tockett contract with TNT, because obviously he worked in TNT before he, he got hired by Vancouver. Um, He had to have a four weeks notice before like leaving TNT. So, and like they hired him the day of the Brewdrop firing, like literally simultaneously. So that means that they had this planned before Christmas. They had this plan, they had this plan last year. And we even saw rumors before that too. Like I made a TikTok about it in November talking about how, oh, the Canucks are going to make a coaching change very soon. I even said that they were looking at Rick Tockett and trying to hire him. So this is, the rumors have been going on way before Tockett even got hired and Boudreaux even got fired. Carter, what do you yeah. think? Yeah. The, the, I, I don't even know if it's Boudreaux, man. This guy was a pretty solid head coach for numerous years. And he's I don't I don't even know what's up in Vancouver right now. Because they look like they have a team to contend, but they're just not. But at the same time they don't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They just can't seem to put the pieces together right now and click. I don't know if it's 
I, you guys have probably seen, I don't know if we'll get into this later or not, but JT Miller, apparently he's a prick on their team, oh, as, yeah. uh, as they've said. So he does not. Look I like heard they fired pocket. That. He was one of the re- main reasons why they hired pocket to help. with. Yeah, him. I saw that. So yeah, um, about saw- how to keep JT Miller in place. It's yeah, we'll like- see what happens with that. It's funny how like he gets signed to a was it was it a seven year or an eight year? It doesn't really matter. It's I think it was seven. It's yes. seven year. I mean, more or less, he's still on this contract before, so like it's I guess it's eight years. But like seven year contract, this guy starts being a prick. This guy like gets paid a pretty good amount of money now, and he just thinks he's the shit and all that. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous. He's one of the most toxic players in the league now. Um, I mean like. Earlier in the season, he was making some toxic, um, toxic um, quotes and all that, and he was being really bad uh, for Vancouver. He really hasn't been the level he was uh, this season. I mean, as well as that, surrounded by the Thatcher Demko horrible start, uh, the Brock Besser trade rumors, the Bo Horvat trade rumors. We'll get into those a little bit later. But there is just so much negativity around Vancouver right now. And you know, one thing that Bruce Boudreaux gave them this year, he may not have commandeered them to a good record this season, but last year he gave them hope. He gave this team fans and this team hope and like hope that this future is going to be a lot more brighter. And honestly, I think we all had the Canucks finishing pretty good. I think Jack even Jack even like criticized um, Bartner in that one episode we had him on saying that, oh, the Canucks are a mid-team. They're going to be a good team this year. Yeah. He was wrong. But, like, we all had the Canucks finishing pretty good. And they bad again. So that real and I, I actually thought that it was Benning and Green that were the problem with this team. But it probably now, is. Does, no. does the owner have to take a look in the mirror? Is, what, is that, like, a question that we're going to have to start looking at? Yeah. Francesco Aquilini. Public enemy number one in Vancouver, 100%. Because, again, I always thought that it was Benning and Green that was causing all the problems. And, you know, maybe, just maybe, if they got, like, new management, maybe they could turn this around, but show that they can't. And honestly, like, they have, and this goes on Aquilini too, they have balanced back and forth between, like, oh, should we tear it down? Or, oh, should we go on for a playoff run? They have bounced between the two. And that's why they've stayed mediocre. And that's sometimes even worse than bad. Yeah, like, it really is. I really think there's worse than, than that. Just being like, they're not bad, bad. They're not absolutely terrible, bottom of the league terrible, but they're not good. They're just yeah. like in the middle or mid, however you want, however you want to say it. But like, yeah, this team has been like that since 2011. Yeah, and I I haven't heard this, but, like, what if this coaching change actually does help? And what if the Canucks do take that next step, which is probably a playoff team? Um, I I personally don't see it happening, but if it does, I mean, a lot of people will be proven wrong. I don't know. I don't Yeah, yeah. Coming from a Coyotes fan, someone who's seen Rick Tockett coach, I love the guy. I I love him as a coach. Um, I loved watching those teams in Arizona. But then again... He, I mean, he didn't have the best roster in Arizona, but he had a he had a pretty decent roster there for a little bit. Um, and th- and I kind of think the other part of the reason too is that they brought him back to vi- brought him to Vancouver is mainly because you know Connor Garland and Oliver Ekman Larson too, like those guys under well not with Tockett and Larson they weren't good, but under Tockett in Arizona Garland played some of his best hockey and. Maybe they're trying to get him back on track because he's never really picked it up in Vancouver. 
However, I doubt it. Yeah. Honestly. I don't know. And this 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 is a team that you can see these moves going either way. You can see yeah. this completely ruining the team, or you can see it making this team better. I don't think there's any in between of this team's going to stay exactly how they are. They're either going to get better or they're going to get worse. And there is no in between in that scenario. I th- I've said that I think I've said this before in podcasts. I know I've made TikToks about it. They should just tear it all down. Honestly, yeah, really, no no one's safe on this team at the tra- trade deadline. Let's yeah. be real. Pedersen is that. That's it. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Pedersen, yeah. Demko, that's it. I mean, like, they're already dealing, like, um, or they're already rumored to be dealing, like, Bo Horvat, Brock Besser. But the only issue with that is their contracts. Um, yeah. They're actually, like, all gone of the Jim Benning deals, apart from, I think, the Garland contract and Jim maybe, Mark. like, one or two others. They're pretty much gone from all those deals. But they still have god-awful contracts. Again, the Connor Garland deal, the Oliver ekman Larson deal, and unexpectedly, the JT Miller deal. Like, Miller isn't a bad player, but him, you know, like, being just a locker room cancer and being a piece of garbage is really going to screw them over. And I think those three players really could prevent them from, you know, taking that next step away. But the Coyotes have been interested in Connor Garland, apparently, so. I hope I hope, I hope he comes back though, but under Tockett, I doubt it. But and then one more thing I want to bring up, um, when I watched the game, um, his final game with Vancouver, it's actually like, it's sad. Like it it was very sad watching that final game where they lost. They lost, but yeah. in a way, it felt like they won. Like yeah, in a way, it felt like they won the game because you saw that crowd cheer Bruce Boudreaux on. You see Boudreaux getting emotional. Um, on the bench, which I thought was just so sad. Like you never, you never see that, never. And that goes to show how effed up it is for Vancouver to be doing this, and it, it truly did suck. And then also, you had like a lot of players were crying. A lot of players went into Boudreaux's office, crying, hugging him. There was one big name player who was uncontrollably sobbing, supposedly, um, when he hugged Bruce Boudreaux in front of all the assistant coaches. And, you know, and like through all this, Boudreaux kept joking. He was just like joking about how, you know, like that's how he is. I'll see you guys tomorrow. I hope I'll just keep coming to work until they tell me not to. And then he also said, like, you never know when it's the end. It's sad on it really is sad, even with all these jokes and like the entire story. I hope he gets another coaching job. I mean, truly, I know we're going to get into it a little bit later. I'm just going to bring up now. Screw it. Um, the Ottawa Senators are one of the big name teams that I've seen maybe Bruce Boudreaux should go to. Um, but it's just sad, honestly. Yeah. So anybody got any last thoughts on the Vancouver Canucks? I know I really took it over there, but this Not is, really, yeah, no, that's okay. It's a, it's a really sad topic. Honestly. It's, I mean, like it, it's just, so tough to like judge this team right now. Yeah. It's like, they're in such shambles of like what they're doing. I honestly, I don't even think their fans know what they're doing right now. Yeah, honestly, they, they don't. <laughs> last night, last night, probably the loudest that building's been since the season opener. <laughs> yeah, on it. Uh, uh, actually, yeah. To be honest with you, that game was a that game was emotional. It was it was emotional to watch. I like posted on my story. I'm like the end because we all knew it was the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it sucks, but hey, the Canucks play apparently like Columbus, Seattle, and Chicago up next, so maybe they'll get some wins out of that. But maybe they can try and turn this around under Tockett, but like this team is in such shambles right now. And again, I know we were supposed to end this earlier, but like, again, honestly, like 
with how tied this team was to Boudreaux, maybe all of them just want to leave. Maybe they'll all just like request maybe like I want out of here. Yeah. I think a lot of them already do want out of there. So anyways, one of them. Yeah. Anyways, moving on here. Um, Carter gave us a little idea for a topic. Um, it's called the box office player. If you've seen bar down, you may know what this is. Uh, but Carter, I'm going to let you go more in depth about this. Kind of explain to people listening what this is about. So like, a box office player is a player that you would like kind of go out of your way of just to watch like them because you don't know what they're going to do. They're just super fun and exciting to watch. That's kind of like what I thought based on this season. Who are you guys' box office players? For example, I'll, I'll, get, I'll give an example so people know what we're talking about. So you only watch the Edmonton Oilers for Connor McDavid. That's pretty much what, what Carter's trying to get across, right? Yeah, pretty much. Like yeah, you're you're only watching this team for like one player. Yeah, that's more or less what it is. Um, honestly, you gotta go first. I gotta think one really quick. Me, me go first. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so this season, uh, actually, I'll pull it up. I'll pull up the notes and show them for our video listeners. I'll show like I'll show this. So this year in 2023, I took an oath to keep track of what games I watch and how many teams I watch. Okay, so because. You know, being a content creator, watching every single team, you know, it's difficult to balance that out. And I think with me, like keeping track of it on notes has really helped me like figure out like what teams I'm watching the most and like, you know, content ideas as well. Like it's, it's very fun to keep track of it. I actually reckon, I actually recommend you guys do it too, even though you guys watch like the Blackhawks, the Jets and the Flyers. I, I dabble in my box office players. Thank you very much. Yeah. But yeah, I watch like. I've watched a lot of teams uh, this season. There's some teams I haven't watched at all in 2023. Excuse me. And there's some teams that I've watched a lot. I've also included international and uh, high school stats too. So like for my high school teams. Um, But the team that I've watched the most is the Minnesota Wild. The Minnesota Wild I have watched five times in 2023 so so far. um, The year of 2023. And I've watched them and... Also, I would like to mention this. Um, I spin whenever there's like a game on, like let's say there's like six, seven o'clock games, even though it's unrealistic. I would spin a wheel to figure out which one I'd watch. If there's two 10 o'clock games, I spin a wheel or flip a coin. But the team that's been picked the most is the Wild. But some of these games I picked solely the Wild, mainly because of Kirill Kaprizov. Now, he's not at the level that he was last season. He's not playing at that insane level that he was last season. I think that's mainly because of Kevin Fiala and all of the other players who kind of left this team it's made Kaprizov a little bit worse but he is still a a generational talent to watch out there on the ice he's incredible he can score goals in amazing ways he can create amazing passes he's actually pretty solid defensively as well and he has been ranked and I don't he has been ranked like severely low on some people's lists severely low some people don't even have him in the top 10 which I think is ridiculous. He's 100% a top 10 player, maybe even a top 5 player. So that's my um that is my uh, box office player. I like so. it. I like it. Jack. Yeah, I I did think of one. Uh so he's injured now. Out for the season. As of a couple days ago. Cole. Can you guys guess who it is? Cole Caulfield. Yeah, it's uh Cole Caulfield unfortunately. I know he had the injury. Uh but I mean I, I have found myself watching um, Canadians games a lot. Uh, I, I like their forward core, to be honest with you. Nice and young, um, already putting up good numbers in the league. Um, 
I know their record isn't the best, but uh, I I really I really do like the Canadians. And um, yeah, Cole Caulfield, um, like Nordic was saying um, about Kaprizov, um, just goals in really any different way, and that's what Cole Caulfield does for you. Not the flashiest player. But uh, he brings the speed and the shot to the game, which I absolutely love. Is he's he's really a deadly combo with that speed and the shot. Short I don't king. know. Sorry, Carter. Yeah, I don't short know. king, short king, kind of like me. <laughs> All right. First off, I, I thought you were going to say Kirby Doc when you said like I was like no no <laughs> that guy no, ain't no, box no, office. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no yeah, Kirby no, Doc. But... For- Absolutely not. <laughs> I saw the post. I don't know if it was from Bartner's clutch NHL points or it was just a random post. It showed that Caulfield has played about 82 games since um, Dominic Ducharme has been fired and St. Louis has taken over. Caulfield, I think, has – he might have 50. I think he has like 48 or 49 goals. I think he was 48 because I think I saw the same tweet. Yeah, 48 goals. In How many did he finish with What this year? Uh, uh, 27, 28. Okay. Yeah. That goes to show, 50, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I, that basically is a fifty goal That's season in, in in eighty one games played, and I think uh, that goes to show how much potential Cole Caulfield has. So, Carter, I'm going to let you take it away. There, if you don't mention this player, I'm thinking about. I'm going to give some honorable mentions because there are some good. I, I, I have, I, I came up with three that I have that I find box office. So I'll, I'll say the three. But the number one guy that I go out of my way to watch, definitely Trevor Zegers this guy is just what he does with the puck is ridiculous man like i i went to the jets ducks game without the intention of like i i went obviously because a trevor zegers and all that kind of stuff he attempted the michigan like you never know when he's gonna just pull something extraordinary out that you just have yeah. to be like hey i gotta watch this live it, he's he's box office just because he keeps bringing you back he's probably one of the flashiest players in the game right now entertaining to watch and he's ridiculous with what he does with the puck so he is my number one box office guy if i had to go with a number two this season it's tage thompson yeah I, that's that's that was what that, i wanted to mention so that guy is insane right now he's on another planet he's what six seven yeah he's six awesome foot, six foot seven doing things that the little short hockey players can he is his shot ridiculous his speed for his size, ridiculous. He is actually so fun to watch. I still have one more, but I don't know if anyone else has anything else. No, you can go one more. Go. All right, my last one. Uh, he's in the Central Division on one of the best teams in the Central Division. Jason Robertson. Oh, I thought you were going to say Josh, Josh Morrissey. He's okay. box office too, but still. <laughs> Jason Robertson he has transcended his game into a whole nother dimension. Like he is actually so he, I keep saying actually it, it's in my vocabulary, um, but he is so fun to watch just his shot and his skill and just the, his ability to make plays is unheard of. Uh, and he's so young. So honestly, before like this season and last season, probably one of the most underrated players in the national. He hockey. was for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like, for sure. So those are my three guys that I find box office. I know we hate on pace, but he was on pace for like crazy numbers last year. Like, oh, he was he was unreal last season. He's unreal this year too. Um, some other some some other honorable mentions that I had. Um, Mitch Marner for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, Travis Konechny for the Philadelphia Flyers. 
I can name a couple for the Flyers, actually. Um, there's a couple that have been like Rasmus Ristolainen. Yeah, no. Uh, Samuel Erson, although he's a goalie, he's been fun to watch. Uh, and then of course Connor McDavid because it's it's Connor McDavid. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, now moving on to headlines. Um, we got a lot of news, so this might cut into another Zoom meeting because we have a lot of news to talk about. We were out of commission for about two weeks, so Yikes. let's get into this here. Starting off with some wild news out of Vegas, and Jack just left. Um, Bye, Jack. Um, <laughs> for the for our video listeners, Jack's camera just turned off. I'm not sure if he did. He, he put up. He put up one. He sorry, put up one second. He's he's back. He's back. Okay. Anyway, sorry about that, guys. Um, Robin Leonard has been sued for an exotic snake farm. I'm Robin not, Leonard. I'm, I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> He was sued for it? I thought he just declared for bankruptcy. Or oh, oh shoot. Declared for bankruptcy. My fault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was like, ooh, no. I'm an idiot. Sorry. Robin Fake Leonard news. Been, Robin Leonard has declared bankruptcy due to this exotic snake farm. It, it's actually wild. Like exotic snake farm. And Leonard's already been in controversial media before. Like he talked about how Nolan Patrick was treated badly by the Flyers, about how, you know, his mental health and all of that other stuff. This this takes the gold. Um, assets, you know, obviously, like I don't know if anybody takes an accounting class like I do, but um, I did last year actually. Did I do. Year. Oh, really? Hey, there we go. All so of you'll, us. You'll you'll know what this means more or less, but like assets, he has his mm-hmm. assets listed at five to ten million, and then his liabilities, fifty million. The dude owns. The dude may owe fifty million dollars. Which is wild. Um, there isn't too much news out about it right now. We'll figure out more. But this is extremely different than the Evander Kane situation, and it's way more weird, too. Um, it's a little more cool, too. It is. Kind of, I'd rather lose all my money in an exotic steak farm than the casino. Oh, uh, that is. Yeah, the casino stuff is bad. And yeah. the weird thing is, going off topic, the weird thing is too. You see the NHL promoting all these like gambling like stuff. I'm like, wow. <laughs> one of your players literally just declared bankruptcy. I know Evander Kane was pretty controversial because, like, the stuff with his wife, but, like, ew, what? Like, <laughs> I know. I'll never understand it. But anyways, um, wild. Um, We got some injury news here. Josh Norris will be out for the rest of the season with a shoulder injury. Um, He came back for, like, two games, two, three games, maybe even less than that, and then he was out for the rest of the season. So that really sucks for Josh Norris. Another um, big injury to the Senators roster. Um, some heartbreaking news for Carter. Uh, we talked about him earlier, but Cole Caulfield is out for the rest of the season with a shoulder injury. So Carter joins me along with the dumb takes uh, for 2022-23. Okay, okay, okay. Mine wasn't dumb. I Yours know we more to, realistic. We hate the on-pace shit. I don't care. He was on pace. <laughs> okay, you're okay. <laughs> I will say this. Shoulder, man. No, no, no. Yours is more realistic. My line A 55 goals take is kind of stupid, but we're both wrong. We're still both wrong. Shut up. Okay. Anyways, I got this. Carter, it's okay. Anyways. (laughs) It was good hit. I got this other strange piece of news here. Excuse me. I don't want to keep burping. I'm going to throw up again. Um, a A lightning fan threw a jersey onto the ice. During a 5-3 to three loss to the Calgary Flames. Now, mind you, the Lightning were in the finals last year. Before that, they won two Stanley Cups. 
I want you to t- I want you to tell me how this is justifiable. I think we talked about this before about how throwing jerseys on the ice is a little bit stupid, but at least with Vancouver, for example, the team that we talked about with it, at least that was justified. Lightning fans have no reason to throw jerseys onto the ice. No reason. They don't have bad ownership. They don't have bad coaching. They don't even have bad players. Or contracts. Exactly. They're the most set team that you cannot complain about for the next three years. They are so cat. They are clearly a casual Lightning fan. Or definitely not a real Lightning fan. 100%. Definitely bought the jersey and then never paid attention to them ever. Oh no, we lost five three jersey gone. <laughs> they've got like the most like they got they've been like the best team for the last three years. Two hundred bucks. The weirdest thing is too is it was in Calgary, That's not crazy. in Tampa. Yeah. yeah. So What's weird. a Tampa fan doing in Calgary? That's that, probably huh. Tampa, man. I would have okay. ran I'm on a Flyers the fan in Winnipeg. <laughs> What'd you say? Probably I got said like it's okay. I'm a Flyers fan in Winnipeg. Uh, yeah, well, I'm a Coyotes true. fan in Pennsylvania, so you know what? Yeah, but yours are well, at least I'm, I'm a Blackhawks. I'm a Blackhawks fan in Chicago, so. Yeah, congrats, Jack. Jack like, <laughs> congrats. Um. Anyways, moving on now. So the Bruins have talked to Patrice Bergeron about supposedly like resting him during games. For example, um, at the end of last season when Toronto played Boston, actually, um, they rested. The Maple Leafs and the Bruins rested pretty much all their top players. They rested Austin Matthews. They rested Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand. They, resting him for games is basically what he means. Because he's getting, he's up there in age. He's somewhat old. I still don't understand it, though. It's kind of confusing. Uh, the Bruins are absolutely on a tear right now. I guess that makes sense why you could rest him. But why would he want to rest when he when the team's on a tear right now? They're insane. Like They're like 37-5-4, which is crazy. Yeah. Keep in mind though, Bergeron, he is he is a little old, so it it, it might be like the NBA where it's like load management kind oh, of thing. I hate that. No, don't bring that to the NHL. I I, I know, uh, but at the, at the at the same point, at the same horrible. time, like you gotta realize he's what, 37, 38? I don't know exactly how old he is, but like you might have to take into account load management for a guy like that. Yeah, maybe, but like I, I just hope we don't see it for like other no, other we, players. We, we won't. We're not. We probably won't see this for any other players because their bodies can actually still function with it. I, listen, I don't know anything about Bergeron's body or anything, but like I know he's he's a freak athlete, so they obviously take care of their bodies. But at the same time, like w- when you're getting up to like that thirty, like thirty five plus age, it starts taking a toll. Yeah. So I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on here. Uh, Max Pacioretty actually came back for a couple of games and then he got hurt for the season with a torn Achilles. Look at that yeah, guy. That's, that's bad. Yeah. Um, it kind of is concerning how like, you know, you get hurt and you out, you're out with a torn Achilles and then you come back for a couple of games and then you tear your Achilles again. It just kind of seems weird to me. Maybe they rushed him back in there because he was supposed to come back in like February and he came back in early January, so maybe that's the reason why. But now it's really screwed him. He's out for the season, and honestly, maybe even for his career, because those uh, torn Achilles are very like scary thing to happen. Achilles, not Achilles. He's in it. Throwback. 
Yes! Nordic, no. <laughs> you said a chili. All the way back to the first episode, man. No, yeah, that is back to the first episode, like 13 <laughs> episodes ago. No, what I meant, oh my God. Achilles. No. Achilles. It's because I kept trying. It's, it's Achilles. I think I said it so quickly, I didn't realize I said Achilles. Yeah. Achilles. Achilles. Hey, we noticed. We noticed for sure. We noticed. Hey, Jack, high five. <laughs> <laughs> we know how to say Achilles, right? <laughs> Anyways, moving on from my horrible co-host, um, ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. ESPN is supposedly considering animated live NHL games on Disney. Carter's gone. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Animated I mean, NHL games. They're spreading the game. <laughs> That's for sure. I don't know if Disney is the right place to do it, but. Well, ES- ESPN is like uh, a part of Disney, so it makes sense as to why they would go with that one. I don't know how that's going to work. Like, are they going to do it live or is it going to be like old games that they animate? Is Mickey Mouse going to be Connor McDavid? I don't know how they do it live. I oh, think they might do like. They're going to collab. Connor McDavid times Disney. Connor McDavid x Disney. Yeah. You see Connor McDavid star in one of those kids' TV shows? I can't even name you a kids' TV show from Disney. I, I didn't even know he was in a kids' TV show. No, he's not. What? I was saying, like, imagine oh. if he was. Oh. Like like the bone nose thing. Yeah, I can't even name you like a current Disney Channel show. Yeah, Carly. Carly. I don't know if that's current still, that's, but that's not even Disney. That's Nickelodeon. Okay, you proved my point. You're you're Canadian, so like, do you even get Disney? Dis- Mickey Mouse? That's on Disney. Do you get Disney up there apart from Mickey Mouse? Okay, like yes. Even at cable. I I I don't. We do. Oh. I don't. <laughs> Why would I? Why would I pay for cable when I can illegally watch everything? Well, like, oh. like, do do people in Canada have cable? Like other yeah. people? Oh. Yeah. Do people in Canada have cable? What What do you What do you think? You think we just chill in our ignorance? I don't know. I don't live. Are there. you being Canadaist right now? Are you being <laughs> nationist right now, Jack? Oh my God! Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. You think I take my moose to school or something like that? Yeah, you go to um. What's do, uh, do you think? Do you think my chicken had maple syrup on it? You probably ice like skate to school every day. I do, but like <laughs> that's nationist. It's, yeah. Oh my god! Do New term. Can, that's actually the funniest thing I've ever heard Jack say. Do the do people in do Canada people have in Canada cable? have cable? Hashtag <laughs> cancel Jack twenty twenty three. You get coffee from Tim's every morning. God, I cannot wait. Hey, but I'll do my normal Canada for one time. I am gonna jump you so. Hey, buddy, you know what I want? I'm here every morning. Oh my god. Okay. Anyways, now moving on from. Nation I'm going to- on strike. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, but you know what? You know what? Fine. We may live in our igloos and we may ice skate to school, but that makes us better than you at hockey. How do you do this, you guys? Yeah. How many Super Bowls? How many? Super Bowls? We don't have a team in the. Fucking NFL, you dummy! And if we did, we'd lose, but still! How many World Series? Right, right, right. How, how many, many NBA how many championships? Great cups do you I can have? only think of one. How many cups do you have? How many I mean, even Stanley Cups do you have? Stanley, Stanley Cup hasn't been up there since, what, 1993 or something? <laughs> you have 24 more teams than us! Aren't you guys uh hockey nation? Oh my god, do you know that every single time you you're one of one of your teams win the Stanley Cup, a majority of the players are Canadian! Bye bye. Teams located in America. Oh 
my god that's just because you guys have 50 states and you guys don't know how to proportionally use your space <laughs> we are bigger than you buddy literally like all of you. north canada is just ice nobody so? lives up there so? nobody wants to live there exactly everybody lives nobody in wants Ottawa. to go to school in the states but here they go oh my god <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants to go to school anywhere i do yeah because you're that's a, a light loser all right, we got like really off topic here. Nor, do you want to put us yeah, back on track before <laughs> yeah, sorry, Jack keep beefing because he thinks we don't have cable? Sorry, guys. Anyways, moving on <laughs> here to um the All Star fan vote. So the All Star fan vote has officially been um released. I don't even think we made a podcast. What are you doing, Jack? What? Trying to beat <laughs> me up, but he can't because he's short. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, wow. Okay. I okay. 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 Stop. Stop arguing, guys. No. I don't think we made a podcast when the official All Star players were announced. But here are the um the people who were voted in. Uh Atlantic, you got Matthews, Pasternak, and uh Vasilevsky. Pacific, you got Horvat, Dreisaitl, and Skinner. Uh Metro, you got Panarin, Fox, and Sorokin. And then Central, you got Rontanen, McKinnon, and Hellebuck. One thing I'd like to mention is that in three of these four divisions, you have two players from the same team making the all-star games. To me, the Metro, the Metro, it makes sense why there was two Rangers players taken, but there are so many other players who have way more recognition than Panarin and Fox. I'm not saying Sorokin is bad, but I'm not saying Panarin and Fox is bad. But however, Travis Konechny, Kevin Hayes, Jake Gensel, or did Jake Gensel? Damn it. Um, I think he actually made it in like the initial voting, but. I don't, I don't even know. I, I'm probably wrong, but Nord being biased by saying two Flyers players? Question mark. I said a Penguins player. Oh my god. Uh, Jets. Shifley. Stanley. What? What about Stanley? Logan Stanley. Logan Stanley. Yeah, the Atlantic too makes sense. Um, why would Logan Stanley make it? He just skates around. He's his... injured. I honestly. Okay, all right, going back on topic. I don't I also don't think um that was the reason I also think that was the reason why Caulfield wasn't voted in. Yeah. I I think cuz they knew about Caulfield's injury so they didn't they he might have gotten Maybe, maybe. Cuz he was like trending on Twitter too. Like he was trending on yeah. Twitter to like, you know, make it to the All-Star game and he didn't. Maybe because they knew that injury. Maybe that's why. I I don't know, but anyways, uh, moving on to our final piece of news here. Uh, we're not going to talk about this because this is not a very light subject. It's a tough subject. Uh, Ivan Provorov refuses to wear a pride jersey during warmups. Uh, he came out to the media later saying he respects everyone, but he supports his religion, and that doesn't support his religion. His religion's apparently Russian Orthodox. John Tortorella backs him up. His jersey's sold out on Fanatics. There's, there's all that. It's really like different differing opinions from that but anyways we're not going to talk about that no we're not uh but anyways now we'll move on to the trending players so moving on now to trending players we are going to talk about just four players i have three carter has one starting off here with Connor mcdavid obviously we talked about him before he's unbelievable uh he surpassed 40 goals in 48 games so he's already at the 40 goal mark uh obviously playing at a, an elite level this season uh but a much better stat and a much more surprising 
uh, type stat out of the Boston Bruins comes towards Linus Olmark as he is the fastest goalie in NHL history to get the 25 wins. Fastest in history, which is crazy. Uh, and then another one here involving points uh, goes to Colorado's Alexander Newhook, another young forward who has played pretty well in Colorado with the injuries. Uh, he has three goals, two assists for five points in his last five games. Now, Carter had a player that he wanted to shout out, and he's n- and she is not from the NHL. So, Carter, take it away. All right, we're talking about probably – I don't even know what to say, but she's actually incredible at hockey. Neela Lop- – I don't know how you say your name. Lopusinova. I'll say that's how you say it. <laughs> oh, my God, did she put on a show at the U18 Women's Worlds. Wow. Like, yeah, we talk was- about box office. She might be box office. <laughs> For Slovakia, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like, pulls off a Michigan, like, pulled off a Michigan like it was nothing. Like, she was Trevor Zegers. Made probably a highlight reel every single game. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. She actually put on a show. Yeah, he's been playing. She, he she's been playing amazing uh, for Slovakia. Just an amazing player to watch. Was really fun watching her in the women's tournaments. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, moving on to our final uh, piece of semi news here. We're gonna take a look at game of the week. Well, that's Carter's job. Once again, take it away. Take it away, All Carter. Right. Yeah. This is this is pretty much the Carter episode today because you know Nord decided to be lazy today. Oh, he threw up earlier today. Yeah, he, he did. He did throw up. We'll give him. It's it. So did I. Like, stop, Jack. We get it. You're the only healthy one here. <laughs> Amateur. All right, my game of the week today. We are looking on January 26th at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are looking at the Boston Bruins taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. We got an Atlantic rivalry that day. So that is that is my game of the week. Two top teams. Uh well, Tampa's a top three team, but two top teams in that division, uh, battling it out. I think I'm looking at this game and I'm thinking, hey, this might be a game I want to watch. Both teams looking good, of course, Boston a little bit better, but I think Tampa could pull off the upset here. So I think that's my game of the week. I think it could be a very fun game. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, anyways, now we have a fun next couple of minutes here to talk about. Rumors, our favorite thing in the world. Um, now that's Ron Pace. I oh my god. Okay, <laughs> now I'm gonna say this. Um, we are going to make a separate episode on like a trade deadline preview. Obviously, we're a little bit. We're still. We still got to get the All Star break out of the way. Um, obviously, and there's still a little bit of time before the trade deadline, but. We're going to touch base on some rumors here in January of 2023. So I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 different rumors here uh, from, I'd say, about half the league. There are a couple teams that I didn't mention, but most of the teams here um, I did list. Um, Some rumors here. So starting off with Tarasenko to the New York Islanders. Suggested by Elliot Friedman. Uh, the Islanders have two wins in their last 12 games. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I'm going to go to your you guys a lot 
uh, to start this off. So what do you guys think? Yeah, uh, I mean, looking at the Islanders, they, they start off the year hot. Um, just I'm going to call them a greasy team. I think they're a greasy team. I think they always have been. You know, they, they Nordic, you're giving me that look. Like they, they get all the greasy goals, you know. Oh, okay. I was like, what is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just a greasy team, you know. <laughs> uh, no, really, like you know, stud players besides Barzal. Um, what was the question again? Coaching change. <laughs> <laughs> what? Tarasenko to the island. Oh, Tarasenko to the Islanders. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I heard something, Coach. Um, okay, <laughs> this has not been my episode. Um, <laughs> this is not the next episode, guys. Yeah, Tarasenko to the Islanders. Uh, that that would work. That would work for sure. Uh, like I said, um, no really um star power over there besides Barzell, and I think adding Tarasenko can be um really really big for that team. Uh, now and for the future. Yeah, obviously the Blues are are probably gonna. They're in a difficult spot right now because. Uh, one one thing really quick: Are those rumors still going on with uh, Tarasenko? Just like him wanting to leave St. Louis, or is this just another trade thing? I think those right, rumors. Yeah. I think they're rescinded. They might still be alive, but I think they're still. I think it was like he wasn't happy with his surgery or something. Yeah, I think Tarasenko wants to stay in St. Louis now, though. But the Blues may Why still trade him. Decision. What Carter? It's not his decision. Yeah. Now, the Blues are kind of in a difficult spot right now when you look at St. Louis. I mean, like, look, they're a pretty bad team in the standings. They've had a roller coaster of a year. They're going to look at trying to trade some players. We'll get into O'Reilly a little bit later, um, but definitely could be one of those players in the move, Tarasang, 100%. And with the Islanders having two wins in their last 12 games and barely scoring during those stretches – I think definitely they could help, they could use some help from a goal scorer like him. Carter? Yeah, definitely. Like this team's struggling to almost seems like find an identity. They can't seem to find like that one guy that can help their team. And Tarasenko might end up being that guy that they need to give them a little bit of an extra edge um, over some, some of these other teams. So um, it, it, it might be the right move. It also might not. We'll see how this plays out, but I don't know. It, it might be the right move for them. I agree. Um, moving on now to our next rumor, the Vancouver Canucks. And the Canucks are going to come a little a little bit here in these rumors. Uh, the Canucks are looking for three players, including top prospect for Bo Horvath. This comes by Jeff Merrick. I've seen a couple of teams be thrown out there. The Los Angeles Kings, the Winnipeg Jets, um, the Carolina Hurricanes, um, the Edmonton Oilers even. What do you guys think? Where would be the ideal destination for Bo Horvat if you can think of one on the top of your head? Ooh, not Winnipeg. Not Winnipeg. Why? Really? You don't think Winnipeg? I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be I, honest. I would. I don't. I would think it's a good fit. But you know your team best. So. I don't. I don't know where he fits on this roster. That's that's the thing. Because he's a, he's a centerman, right? I think he is. Because if he's a centerman, he can play anywhere, right? Probably. I don't know where he fits on this team. If if he's gonna go anywhere on this team, he'd probably sl- if like he's not. I don't think he'll play center. I don't think you're messing with your centermen of uh Mark Shifley and Dubois, and then Lowry on the third line, who's a menace. I'm not putting Lowry to the fourth line. I'm sorry. I would put Horvat on the on the third line. I honestly, I would have put maybe swap him and Perfetti, and maybe put Perfetti on the third line with Lowry and someone else, and then. Have Horvat 
Shifley, Wheeler, Dubois, Connor, Ehlers. Like he that's a nice that's a nice looking roster there. Yeah, but we'll see. Again, I don't know where he'd fit in a in a centerman role. So I don't know. If I had to say one place they'd go, you'd have to find someone who doesn't really have a solid like number two centerman. Another team that I saw was the Boston Bruins, but they would have to trade Fabian Lysel. And not only that, but they have a pretty solid center core as it is. So I don't know why they would want to. Go. I wouldn't touch that. No. If there was one team, maybe you could look at Detroit, maybe. A team that's maybe looking to try and go on a run. It depends how close they are, though. It depends how close Detroit is to that playoff line. Mm-hmm. If they're like by the deadline, they could be right there. They could even be over the playoff line or they could be really far from it. It really depends as it comes getting closer. And we'll get into Larkin later as well. But obviously Larkin, him getting traded or not, could really depend on that too. So. Yeah, for sure. Um. Anyways, now these next two, Carter, you may have a differing opinion on this player. Uh, the Hurricanes are linked to Timo Meyer per Elliott Friedman, and the Jets are listed as a right fit. So Carter, do you think that Meyer would be a better Yes, a hundred percent. I honestly, I love Timo. I love Timo Meyer. He is he's such a fun player to watch. I say this pretty much about every player, but I actually really like Timo Meyer. Carried my fantasy team last year. Not a big deal or anything like that. But I I think I think he could slide in perfectly on this roster. Like again, I said put Bo Horvat instead of Cole Perfetti. You could probably put Timo Meyer there instead of Cole Perfetti, or put Timo Meyer on your third line with Lowry. Oh my gosh, we would have a scary team with literally Timo Meyer on, on either our first or third line. But it would be so nice to have him there. It, it, it'd be ridiculous. I don't know. I think I've mentioned it a couple times before, but Timo Meyer's qualifying offer, if the Sharks were to keep him and sign him, because he's an RFA, it would cost them like $8 million. Yeah. I don't know if the Sharks... I mean, Meyer's a good young player, but I don't know if the Sharks really want to do that. I like Timo. I think he's 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 got the potential to be a very solid. What the sharks been doing? Where are the sharks at in the standings? They're definitely down there. Yeah, I'll 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 look quickly. I'll look. They're not all out tank, are they? I don't think so. I I think they were at the beginning, and then and then Carlson started putting up points, and they. I feel like they won a couple games, and they weren't in the Bedard conversation. So San Jose is currently twenty eighth in the league. Okay, they're not the worst. So keep Meyer trade. Their other guys, their other star guys, or, or I would tra- honestly, I would trade Meyer. Trade Meyer. Yeah. I would. Fr- I honestly, I trade. Did you get a first rounder for him? Yeah, and I also saw this too. I don't think I include this in here, but um, Eric Carlson was also like rumored to be moved out during the summer. So expect there will be no trade deadline trade for Carlson. Probably not. But. Meyer doesn't seem like a terrible fit for her for the Hurricanes or the Jets because the Hurricanes are down uh, Max Pacioretty. So it makes sense for oh, yeah. the Hurricanes to go out and get someone like Meyer. But we'll see. Maybe they go out for Domi again. I don't have Domi mentioned here, but obviously Jack Domi's been pretty good in Chicago. He has. Uh, I think he's leading the team in points. <laughs> yeah. He's been That's that good. So maybe he becomes a pretty good rental piece. I don't think I have that many Chicago things mentioned here. But anyways, um, Bruce Boudreaux. This is not like confirmed by any fans, but or not any like re- actual reporters. But this was like kind of something I've seen from the media or the fans per se. Bruce Boudreau to Ottawa. You see, you know, you have Pierre. Oh my God, who's the coach? Um, DJ Smith. I don't know why I blanked. 
Um, DJ Smith is the coach in Ottawa, not doing so well. Maybe the Senators fire DJ Smith and hire Bruce Boudreaux. Is that such a bad idea? No, no, I don't think so. He's <laughs> coming off fresh of a of a a coaching job, so get him while he's fresh, I guess. Yeah, maybe you're acting like he's like a animal. He's definitely he's. I I still think he's a good coach. Yeah, I, I think he should get another chance, but if he doesn't. He's- it sucks. He's way better than DJ Smith. I'll tell you that for free. Um. Anyways, what, what, now, what's what's that, Nard? What's that? No, I, no, I wasn't like denying what you were saying. Yeah, like, he he could be. He could be. No, that's like, not what I was saying. No, no, no. Really? Uh. Anyways, really? now, uh, moving on to some Dylan Larkin type rumors. Um. Apparently, Larkin's camp was not um impressed by the contract that was offered. Um, from the Detroit Red Wings to re-sign him per David Pagnota. So we talked about it just like a couple minutes ago, but I'm going to ask the question again. Do you guys think Larkin will or won't get traded at the deadline? Or is what I said kind of justified where, you know, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, he and they, they're in like a tough spot almost. Because I mean, like they're, they're, conten- they're contending, but they're also not. I don't you know, know if I'd say they're in a tough spot. Like, well, it's it, it's a tough option to make though. Like, I know for a fact that they want to re-sign Larkin, but at the same time, Larkin's probably going to want to compete right now. And if Detroit can't do that, might be yeah. honest. You got to trust Stevie Y, man. It's I it's, I put full trust in Stevie Y, honestly. It's a and if if decision. I was Larkin, I would too. Yeah, yeah. It's a difficult decision because he's the captain. So, and maybe they trade him and then they, he comes back in free agency. We've seen that happen many times before. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, moving on now, the Winnipeg Jets, another Jets piece of news here. Um, I think Carter actually mentioned this uh, about how the Jets are linked to Jonathan Taze. So, I might have, yeah. Kind of intercrossing. There, there we go. I like that. A Chicago and a Jets fan. What do you guys think about that? Well, I mean, here's the thing. We got to pay a lot of guys next year and i i don't know so i know what if you just rent him i i take him i take him as a rental but here's the thing he's he's a little older he's not like the same player he was i don't don't, again i don't know where he'd fit on this roster that that's that's my issue with with the centerman i don't know where he fits on this roster at all i don't know where it is because it's not first line. You're not taking Shifley and putting Taves there, who's way past his prime. You're not taking uh, probably one of our better young centermen and Pierre-Luc Dubois out. No, Lowry. I love Lowry so much. He's such a good player. And I don't think you give him low minutes on fourth line when he pretty much can change the game sometimes. I, I don't know where he fits on this roster, but at the same time, I wouldn't be sad with taking him. Am I bugging? Is Wheeler a center too? No, Wheeler's a right wing. Oh, okay. I oh, like, I thought he was a center. I was he, like he, thinking he like played, he played center and then Shifley came in and then they moved him to wing, I'm pretty sure. I think he's hurt though. I think that could be Wheeler? I think he is. No, he's not he's not hurt. He uh, was. He was, he's yeah. Back. He's back from his testy. He was I thought, uh, yeah. I thought I saw he was out. That's rough. That might have been a couple weeks ago. And it, nah, it might have been I, I, as far as I'm aware, he's back. I'm pretty sure he scored against Philly last night. So, no, it's Nate, <laughs> I, I better hope he's not hurt. <laughs> oh, it's Nate Schmidt that's back. That's right, Nate Schmidt that's back. Yeah, Schmidt. I love Schmidt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, moving on now. The 
Carolina Hurricanes are linked to Ryan O'Reilly. So obviously, but the thing is that O'Reilly's a center as well. Yeah, like, all these all these centermen are like looking at getting moved right now. But like yeah, ton of the team, the teams right. that are like contending have good center core. <laughs> yeah, that's the issue with all these centers being on their way out. I mean, yeah. like O'Reilly's really good defensively too, though. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like. I don't know. I could see Carolina making that because you have Aho first line. I am buggy on who's second line. Kane's fans uh, are probably screaming at me. Um, I can't think of who it is, but I know they have. Maybe actually, you know what? Maybe. I'm. I'm. I'll. I'll. I'll look real quick. You go, guys talk go, about go look it up because, like, I have a because I was gonna say Vincent Trocheck, but he's with the Rangers now, so. Um, like maybe they could use a second line center. Maybe the Hurricanes could be a good fit for Bo Horvat or even Ryan O'Reilly. All right, so I have their lines pulled up. Their forwards, as of I think today or as of January twenty first, uh, their lines are Sebastian Aho at line one, Stasny two, Stall three, and Kotkaniemi four. Oh yeah, they could use a second. They could use another center. Yeah, I I could definitely see that. Throw yeah. Stasny on like the. Third line or something like that. The question uh, is though, who would you take, O'Reilly or um, Horvat? Which one are you going for? If I was, if I was Carolina, I'd look for whichever one's cheaper. Yeah, that's probably the, that's probably the way to go. Honestly, honestly, they could probably. I think that honestly, like looking at this, Carolina could. I think they should try and maybe make a run at a defenseman, maybe, maybe, and that kind of relates to what we're going over next: the Toronto Maple Leafs are interested in Vladislav Gavrikov of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, and then also, the Leafs apparently do not want to move their first-round pick or Matthew Knees at the trade deadline, which to me doesn't make sense. Matthew, Minnesota. Oh, oh Knees is from Minnesota? Oh, he plays for them. He's, I thought he's, he, he's been he's, added to their Hobie Baker list. I know there's a, there's a Leafs player that's from Latvia. I don't know if it's Knees. I don't know if it's, it's somebody else. Uh, I'm pretty sure Knees is Canadian. On the active roster? Um, somebody who's like bounced up and down from the team. Uh. I remember seeing it last year. Um, But yeah, Leafs to Gavrikov. I don't know if I could see that. I think he probably isn't a first-round pick. He wouldn't cost that much. Uh, maybe a second and some solid player like Knees, but I don't know. Maybe. Um... Teams are interested in Sean Dursey, but LA prefers to keep. Uh, the Senators are apparently linked to Matt Roy and Sean Walker. I don't understand, though, why Ottawa is trying to go out for some LA defenders. I don't understand either. It doesn't make sense to me. They're yeah. not in a playoff race. Um, I don't. I would not trade Sean Dursey unless if LA got a big. I wouldn't either. Contract. LA needs him. Unless if LA got like Chikrin in return. Which yeah, exactly. I don't have any check rumors here, which honestly kind of makes me think he's not going to get dealt. Uh, you think he's going to get dealt? I haven't heard much. Off? I haven't heard much. Yeah, like yeah, at listen, all. Arizona's going to get desperate, and they're going to pull the trigger. That's what we've been saying, though. Like I don't know, but it, it's it's not desperate times yet. Once yeah, we're getting, I guess, yeah. Once we're getting like a week or two away, we're going to be seeing a bunch of chicken rumors. I can feel it. We're going to be seeing a lot of rumors. Not just like some players that we haven't even we're not even thinking about could be in trade deadline rumors. Yeah, like um some flyers related rumors here. Um Konechny, Lofton, and Sandheim 
could be possibilities um, for the Flyers to trade. And also, as well as this, I saw something with Kevin Hayes. He, he could be a, a good piece to move if the Flyers retain like five mil. Why would the, the – I don't understand it. Why would the Flyers retain five mil? Hayes' contract is seven million. He is way too good to be two million. Yeah, I, I don't really understand. Most I'd retain on him is maybe two mil. Yeah, maybe. That's um, about it. I wouldn't trade Konechny because Konechny's still young, relatively. Lofton, maybe. Um, Sanheim, he's on like an eight-year contract. Why would people... No, don't trade... I hate I hate this rumor of trading Sanheim because he's our best defenseman by far. Yeah, 100%. That's what I'm saying. Like, And also, like, he's also like on an eight-year deal. Like he's yeah. he's gonna be signed here for a while, so I'd I'd move freaking Tony D'Angelo, man. Yeah, D'Angelo would be the one that I'd move, but yeah. um, actually, I think I did see him in rumors too. I just didn't put in here. Probably. And then the last rumor that I have, the final rumor of this podcast, the Leafs are interested in Jake McCabe. No reaction. He'd be solid. He'd be solid for any contender. Yeah, I'm on the third pair. Lining that one year. Yeah, that's kind of what I think. Um, but. Apparently, like Chicago wants a decent amount for him, as he's one of like yeah. The bigger I I don't players. know what the asking price is. Carter, I would expect like maybe a third round pick. I don't know, not not even. Carter, would you want Jake McCabe or a defender in Winnipeg? I don't think we really have the need for one. I like our defenseman right now, to be honest. Like, yeah, I'll pull him up. Carter, you're the only person in the Nordcast here who your team is in contention. My two teams are not in contention. I know. X team's not in contention. One of your teams isn't in contention, but your other team is playing very well. So that's why I'm going to kind of, like, back up this question. Carter, yeah. like, what is the ideal piece that you think Winnipeg needs? Oh, uh, well, I'm looking at their roster right now. Honestly, looking at it, I think I think we're good on defensemen. Morrissey, Demello, Dylan, Pionk, Sandberg, Schmidt. I like that defense. I, I I don't think we have to touch the defense. The only thing I'd maybe say is mate like looking at our right line or right wingers, they're not that strong after it's Perfetti, Ehlers, and then Carson Kuhlman and Saku Mainalainen. I'd try and get a third line right winger if I was the Jets. I'd find a guy that you can uh, pay low for, but has high upside. That's that's a guy that I'd look for, or maybe someone like Timo Meyer, and then move move yeah. Perfetti down. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I do. I try and get someone high that you can move Perfetti down. Like that that that's my ideal. I'm looking for a guy that can help either fill in that first line role and take out Perfetti to the third line, or find a guy to fill in that third line role. Yeah. All right. That's Anybody right. got any more rumors or anything I like don't. that? I don't. All right. Well, that concludes episode number 14 of the Nordcast. Thank you all very much for listening or watching. If you did enjoy, please go make sure to leave us a five-star review or however many stars you want to leave us on the podcast platforms. If you're listening to this on the YouTube channel, make sure to subscribe. Follow the Nordcast Instagram. Follow the Nordcast Instagram as well. Uh, Nordcast underscore. We're getting close to, or I almost said 500, 100 followers. And then also follow the Nordcast TikTok too, which is also Nordcast underscore. So thank you all very much for listening or watching. We really do appreciate it. 
and we'll see you guys in the next podcast. Adios.